All right, and if you remain standing for the gospel lesson today, which comes from uh, the uh, gospel according to Dr. Luke, chapter 19 in verse 29, you will recognize the storyline. As they approached Bethphage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of the disciples saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and upon entering it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying the colt? Just say this, the Lord needs it. And so the two who were sent went and they found it as Jesus had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owners said, why are you untying the colt? And they said, the Lord needs it. And they brought the colt to Jesus. And after throwing their cloaks on it, they set Jesus on the colt. And as he rode along, they threw their cloaks on the road. As they were now approaching, the descent from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. And there were some Pharisees in the crowd who said, Teacher, tell your disciples to be quiet. And Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones themselves would begin to shout. Are you listening? Because this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, there's a lot of rhetoric already starting about who should run for president in the next uh, election in 2024. Who do you want to run for president? Do you want Trump back? Some want Trump back. Or some want a different kind of Republican. Joe Biden has already stated that he would expect that he would run again. What kind of person would you want to be president? And as we look back over the past uh, 44 presidents, uh, we can kind of piece together who we might want and the qualities uh, uh, like George Washington, someone who could pioneer and do new things and consider everyone's opinions. Or perhaps we might want someone like Abraham Lincoln or Franklin Delano Roosevelt or John F. Kennedy. Who would you want? president. Probably wasn't a whole lot different in the days when uh, Jesus rode into Jerusalem. Who were they looking for? Who were they looking for? It was the beginning of Passover. And Passover itself was a, a political statement. And you go, oh no, the preacher's already talking about politics. But everything that happened that week was uh, about politics Passover itself was a celebration of the freedom of the Hebrew children from bondage to slavery in Egypt. And now Passover 
was a time in which they would hope for freedom from Roman domination. It was such a powerful theme that the Romans would send extra legions of soldiers to Jerusalem to keep order during the Passover festival. And then there was the palm branch. It was always beautiful to see the children waving the palm branch. Today, it's a symbol of praise. Back then, for the children, I think it was a symbol of praise, but it was also a national symbol. And when people would wave it, they would wave it hoping for freedom. Save us from Roman tyranny. It was to them what the stars and stripes are to us. And so Jesus' entry into Jerusalem was uh, political in so many respects. Then there was Hosanna. We've shouted Hosanna as we started the service today. Hosanna was a political chant. The zealots loved it because whenever they shouted Hosanna, they said, save us from these Romans. We don't want them to control us anymore. No wonder the Romans sent legions of soldiers to keep order. And, And then there was the donkey. Don't get me started on the donkey. The joke was on the Romans, and you know what? They didn't even get it. That God was sending his son to do through service and sacrifice what the mighty armies of the world had never been able to achieve. Who do you want? Well, today, we lift up the Messiah, Jesus, the Son of the living God. It was the Messiah who came into Jerusalem. There were so many in the crowd there that day, and um, some of them were the Pharisees. Everyone had a mental image of who they wanted in the Messiah. The Pharisees wanted a Messiah to be without blemish, who could restore the righteousness of meticulous obedience to the law of Moses. And there were the Sadducees. Remember, they were sad, you see, because they didn't believe in the resurrection. As it turns out, they ended up very sad. But they wanted a conservative Messiah who did things the old way and held to the traditions of the fathers. And then there were the scribes. Now, the scribes weren't just secretaries who copied manuscripts. They had some clout. They wanted a Jesus to have an eye for detail, accuracy in matters of the law, and to teach children to respect their heritage. And then, of course, there were the zealots, and these were the ones that wanted to overthrow Rome. They're always the ones that had a knife in their back pocket, and they wanted to pull down the statue of Caesar so bad they could taste it. And then there was a lot of common folk, common folk who who wanted some relief from poverty and oppression. There were sinners who needed someone who wouldn't shun them and condemn them to hell. There were the infirm who needed someone to lift a compassionate hand toward them and bring some healing. 
kind of a tall order for a Messiah, don't you think? What kind of Messiah do you want? Well, there are lots of people in the crowd. There were people in the crowd who who wanted to, to be there because they had seen Jesus uh, just just not long before raising Lazarus from the dead. And, and they followed him. The, the writer of John says the reason why they were in the crowd is they wanted to see some more magic. There was Mary Magdalene, whom Jesus had cast out many demons. She was so grateful. There were those who just loved a parade, you know, Let's go, let's pack a lunch and, and let's have some fun. And uh, there were those who were seeking to, maybe if I could just touch the fringe of his garment like that one woman did, I could be healed. And there was someone in the crowd just like you and just like me you know the bucket full of needs that you bring with you. You know the, the, the troubles that you carry in the suitcase that you draw along with you and the baggage that comes and you're carrying on your back and the weight that pulls you down. You have needs. We need a Messiah who can meet us at the place of our need. And so we come and we sing and we shout and we give thanks to God because even in the midst of this impossible, impossible order for a Messiah, Jesus came and did for us, for them, for those who come after us, what no one else in the world could do. And through humility and sacrifice and loving even those who would betray him and accuse him and shout against him, he brought a love that had compassion and could take sin and, and deal with it like no animal sacrifice could. There were three million Jews in Palestine. Most of them had never heard of Jesus, but many thousands of them did. And they had seen his miracles. They had heard his teachings. They had felt the touch of the master's hand. How about you today? There are millions in the world who need Jesus. In fact, I, I heard one pastor, Jose Acevedo from Florida, he, he had in a sermon that I happened to hear one time, he said, everyone loves Jesus. Just most folks don't know about it yet. And our privilege is through our shouting and our giving praise is to share the goodness of God. The Apostle Paul I think, had a profound way to say it as he wrote to his friends at Ephesus and he said, but God, who is rich in mercy, 
out of the great love with which he has loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with him and raised us up with him and made us to sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the coming ages he might show, are you listening? The immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us. That's the gift that Jesus had with him that day when if the people had been silent, the very stones themselves would cry out. What kind of praise is on your lips today? What kind of suffering do you bring with you? What kind of agenda do you have to deal with when you go out those doors? Bring it to the feet of Jesus and let him look upon you and do for you what no other can possibly do. With the Messiah, the Christ, the one who comes in the name of the Lord, you can have peace and you can have hope and you can have a future that is beyond our comprehension. Are you listening? That's the story of this day. And I'm sticking to it. Amen.